welcome back to our first Buddy Read episode of 2023. I am one of your FWBs, booked with Emily, or just M. And I am your other FWB, read reviews by Jess, or just Jess. Happy New Year, everyone. We are starting 2023 off strong with um, Buddy Reading Before I Let Go by Kennedy Ryan. This book has taken Bookstagram really by storm and book talk as well. People have loved it. So we were really excited to read it this month. But before we get into everything, Emily, how was your new year? It was good. I was just say your New Year's Eve. I like what is the question? Yeah, I will just. How was your New Year? My past three days. Um, so uh, no, New Year's Eve was pretty low key. It's always low key. I think I mentioned that last episode, and we were sick too, so we kind of just stayed home. Yes. Did your sauerkraut, like I said. Had a sip of champagne. Tim had a case of Budweiser. <laughs> Okay, yeah. wow. And then actually we solved um a murder mystery. We got this thing from Target. It was really cool. It was like murder at the motel and it was rated medium. Like the hard hardness level was medium. Yeah. And we got it and Tim was kind of skeptical, but I was like, no, like Jess and I did one of these. It was Magnolia who Magnolia part me- it was Nancy Drew. Yeah, murder, in, murder, at, murder at Magnolia or yeah. something. I was like, no, trust me. They're so fun. Like, it'll be great. It was so hard. It was so, so hard. But it was so much fun. So I have to put a picture on the story. Because if you're ever looking for, like, a fun game night to do, even by yourself, you can do it by yourself or yeah. with your, like, significant other or, like, a group of girlfriends. I recommend it. It, w- it was a lot of fun, but really, really hard. So, Anyways, it was good. Pretty low-key. I was surprised because a couple... Well, when Emily first came to visit, was that your first visit or your second? I I don't remember. Yeah, one of them. I don't know. (laughs) At one point, um, when Emily came to visit, I got us that to do, and it was a Nancy Drew-themed one. I think they're the same brand. um, Like, the same company made the one that you make. Um, And... I really just like held the team together. I put the team on my back. She I did. solved the mystery. She did. And so when she said that she was doing it, I was like, yeah, she's just going to be not solving the mystery. Well, <laughs> in, in my defense, when me and Jess were doing it, she gave me a bucket of queso and chips. So I was preoccupied <laughs> with just eating. And she's over there solving this mystery. And she did a good job. But I will say I carried the team this time with Tim. He couldn't even remember the name of the I victim. We had so much fun, and, and so I think it's like a fun date night or like a game night idea. I'll definitely have to put it up on our story so you guys can see it. Yeah. But how was your sure. New Year's? My New Year's was good, honestly. We, I made cookies, and what did we even have for dinner? I'm like totally blanking. I don't know. What did you have? You said you don't I can't do remember. sour cream. It must not have been that good. Oh, we got sushi. We oh, got sushi. Okay. Yeah, so we got sushi, and then we really spent, like, most of the evening just, like, watching movies and shows and just literally just lounging around, and it was great. And we went to bed at, like, 10 p.m., so um, I was really r- rang in the new year. I was going to say, you better not say you watched the ball drop, because I texted you at, like, 12.02 and wished you a happy new year, and you didn't text nope. me back till the next morning. So I was like, if this bitch even says she was awake for that ball to drop... I 
surely was not. I was knocked out. My husband and I both were. So, but overall, it was really good. Um, and then Emily and I both are now back to work. Not right now. We're not recording this during the work day. Um, <laughs> and I'm riding the goddamn struggle bus today. I'm so tired. My ski, my ski, ski, my sleep schedule is all the way fucked up. I went Same. to bed at literally like 2 a.m. last night. I was sending Emily videos and what going through my camera roll when she was here. I think we talked about it. We like randomly decided we were going to do improv. <laughs> and so I rediscovered those videos last night and I was just like cracking up. Um, yeah, that's what I woke up to. Yeah. I didn't watch them. I, I was not in the right headspace. Like I was so pissed off this morning waking up and having to work. And then I wake up to all these videos from Jess. And I'm like, those were better times. Like I cannot watch this right you now. You should have. They would have put you in a great mood anyway so yeah overall new year's eve was great just looking forward to kind of getting back into a routine because i feel like i've just been like doing nothing and that's a fabulous routine in my opinion but in order to have some semblance of an adult (laughs) life gotta get back into it but anyways What's our quiz today? So we are going to take a BuzzFeed quiz. Pretend to be surprised, guys. Um, It's (laughs) eat like a southerner for a day and we'll give you a southern bill persona. Um, And just real quick to explain why we're taking this one, we will give you um, like an overview of Before I Let Go, like we always do. But they own a southern restaurant. And so we thought it would be fun to kind of do something like this. So... Let's get started, baby. The first question. Yep. Pick a southern breakfast. Oatmeal, tea. Wait, are we going to do this in solely southern accents? Is that what's happening? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's go. Okay. <laughs> we should not. <laughs> Pick a southern breakfast. Oatmeal, T-bone steak, sausage gravy and biscuits, grits, bacon and eggs, or just a simple sweet tea. <laughs> oh. That's a tough one. I think I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with sausage gravy and biscuits. Mm-mm-mm. Bless your heart. That's delicious. <laughs> I'm going to go with a T-bone steak. Steak and eggs. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Pick a southern side dish. Cornbread. Oh, mashed potatoes and gravy. Red beans and rice. Mac and cheese collard greens or another sweet tea i love the sweet tea just like making an appearance um <laughs> uh, you know what southern specifically side dish i'm gonna have to go with mac and cheese those southerners yeah. know how to make a good pot of mac and cheese yeah oh this is a tough one for me i think i'm gonna go with mashed potatoes and gravy honestly for the simple fact that that picture looks fire so and i have good. not eaten yet today. those look like kfc mashed potatoes do they not with that gravy i love kfc mashed no, potatoes. so good so good okay pick a southern snack a peach boiled peanuts pimento cheese spread pork rinds fried okra or a sweet tea <laughs> really coming strong this is this is a hard one i'm torn between boiled peanuts and fried okra i think i'm gonna go fried okra because oh, that's so good that's what i was Did gonna you pick, do that yeah. you can do it too it's um, okay i'll do um, okay yeah i'm gonna do fried okra too <laughs> okay good choice 
All right, pick a southern supper. Oh, jambalaya, chicken noodle soup, barbecue ribs, fried chicken, chicken pot pie, or if you're continuing on the same diet, just a sweet tea. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think if we're doing specifically southern, I have to go jambalaya. Like, I have to. Yeah. I think that's a southern staple. I was going to say that because my grandma makes a really good jambalaya and, mm. but I will do fried chicken. That fried chicken that is looking good. good. Too. Yeah. Some, some fried chicken from like a, an actual like, like Grits, the restaurant in the book is like an actual like nice restaurant. Yeah. Um, so I think they would have some really good fried chicken. They do talk about uh, Vashti's, Vashti's chicken pot pie quite often in that book mm. too. So You know what else they talk about? Her ribs. Yeah. Uh, Seam loves those ribs. <laughs> okay. Pick a southern oh. dessert. Fruit salad, sweet potato pie, pecan pie, banana pudding, peach cobbler, or a sweet tea. <laughs> um, I'm just going to say it. If you're picking fruit salad when sweet potato pie, pecan pie, banana pudding, and peach cobbler... <laughs> are on the counter like let's just pretend um i'm gonna do banana pudding that that slaps okay i'm gonna go with peach cobbler i'm so relieved that you did mm. not pick peach cobbler i hate peach so fun fact about me oh okay all right i yeah consider yourself my best friend and you don't even know i hate peach whatever it's fine okay <laughs> fuck <laughs> Um, did I read the last one or did you? It's your turn. Okay, pick a southern drink, a mint julep, a lemonade, cola, a Bloody Mary, straight bourbon, or a sweet tea. Mm. Um, I guess if I was going alcohol, I would pick Bloody Mary because I'm on a Bloody Mary kick right now, but I'm not going to pick alcohol. So I am going to go with a lemonade because I feel like a fresh squeezed lemonade from like some southern lemons would just be good. (laughs) Southern lemons from the south. I think it's finally time. I'm going to pick sweet tea. I think that sounds like the perfect pairing. Yes, I agree. All right. Finally, for good measure, what southern phrase will leave your mouth when you finish your meals? <laughs> oh, this is fun. Okay. Okay. Give them to us. Okay. Oh, I forgot to read them. Sorry. By golly, <laughs> that was good. I'm so full. I'm about to pop. I could eat that till the t- cows come home. <laughs> I reckon that was the best meal I've had in a long time. My word. I need another sweet tea. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I think I'm going to go with. Oh, this is hard. <laughs> I wish there was an all of the above option. Now I'm going to say, by golly, ah. that was good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. You can have that one. I'm going to say, um, I reckon that was the best meal I've had in a long time, sugar. <laughs> all right. All right. Perfect. All right. So I honestly forgot why we were taking no, this same. quiz. I was like, like "Is this the end goal?" Like, confused, like a cookbook. But yeah, we're finding out what our Southern Belle persona is. Right. So for my Southern Belle persona, I got Rosemary Nell Jones. Um, <laughs> you can spit farther than anyone in town, but you wouldn't dare tell that to another living soul. Your hobbies include gossiping at the salon 
baking three loaves of bread at one time and going to the farmer's market to talk, but rarely actually buying anything. I think that sounds perfect. I am fully going to embrace my Rosemary Nell Jones and live that truth. Rosie, Rosemary, (laughs) I am Georgia Elizabeth Baker. I live on a farm, but do not help with any of the farm chores. (laughs) That makes sense. The only plant you water is a tropical one growing in your window that you brought home from your trip to Florida. Your hobbies include (laughs) reading magazines, buying unnecessary items from the Home Shopping Network, and baking pound cakes for the local school bake sales. (laughs) I'm more Georgia than I am Emily. Literally, we're changing our intro, and it's now going to be one of your FWBs, Rosemary, and one of your FWBs, Georgia. Um, We are fully going Southern Belle persona. Nobody talked to us. That was fun, actually. That was different. That was different. Yeah. Well, I really like that. Let us know if you guys like that version or like that type of quiz. I feel like, yeah. I feel like we like tried to try to always connect the quizzes to what we're reading or what we're doing or talking about. And I feel like this one was like, we were kind of reaching with this one. But I think it's still, still fun. Yeah, like I think it was like a good little spinoff, still related. <laughs> but with that being said, let's get into the book. Jess, do you want to, do you, do you remember enough to do this setting or the plot? <laughs> I remember. Okay. Um, okay. So uh, this book it takes place in Georgia. I don't know if they're actually in Atlanta or they're like around Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? I think that they are in Atlanta because at one part I know that he like defends Atlanta and she was like, only a boy from okay. Atlanta, I think. Okay, they might. I think they're in like a suburb of Atlanta, yes. anyway. Yeah. So, um, um, and it follows a couple, um, Yasmin and Josiah. They are divorced, and it kind of goes through how they're navigating life post divorce, what got them to that point, and kind of how they recover. And it is a second chance romance. It's dual point of view. And there's also some forced proximity and a one bed trope mm. um, and just lots of like challenging family dynamics. Did I get it? Is that good? You nailed it. That was amazing. Just a few, few more things. It <laughs> is 376 pages. So I think that's pretty average for a romance. And I thought yeah. it read fast. Um, and then on Goodreads, it has phenomenal reviews. It's a 4.54 out of 5, and it has just above 5.5 thousand reviews. So I think it's on a good track for sure. And I actually looked at the reviews yesterday, and there was only 5.4 thousand reviews, and today there's 5.6. So it's definitely reaching reaching its audience, and the reviews are going up Um so agree it's definitely trending like i said at the beginning if this is like going going viral on book bookstagram everybody's reading it everybody's posting about it i do want to preface um this book does have some touchy subjects some content that may be triggering um so i I've read one other Kennedy Ryan book, and I would say the same thing. So I think if you're going to read a Kennedy Ryan novel, make sure you look up. Oh, my book of the month is getting delivered. Oh, my God. Yeah. How many times have you Rosemary the Cowgirl. What the hell? Ever since I became Rosemary, I've been yin and han. Let me tell you. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, any Kennedy Ryan book, I would recommend looking up the content warnings or the trigger warnings if you have some sensitive topics. So yeah. just wanted to preface that before we kind of dive in. Yeah, well, I think that's a good place to start. So the kind of hightailing off of what Jess said with the plot, this couple got divorced because... she fell into a depression, you know, and I think that's Mm -hmm. kind of like a touchy topic sometimes in books because authors might not do it justice because it is such like a sensitive topic. But I thought she did a great job of it. I can't even imagine what she went through. So Yasmin, literally, she fell in her restaurant. She was almost to full term and she ended up having to deliver her baby stillborn. The baby was already dead. Mm -hmm. Like, can you imagine going through something like that? Just so incredibly mm-hmm. tragic and so that that's the trigger warning <laughs> yeah that's the trigger warning yeah also loss of a loved one there's also like emily said um right before well she didn't say this right before they lose their child they lose someone who is like a mother figure in their lives and who they're very close with and then i think a few weeks later they end up um going through this trauma just so much happens just heartbreaking yeah so i i I think just to to back it up i overall like i love this book i think kennedy ryan did a phenomenal job with representing this traumatic event in a really raw and real and emotional way um and also kind of representing like the realness of depression and what that is like so i applaud her for that this is definitely a heavier book but i think she did a good job also weaving in some some light aspects some comedy some really good talk about therapy Mm -hmm. and and getting help with your mental health when you need it and learning how to cope so overall i loved it what about you yeah no i think that Everything you said, I totally agree with. And I think the one word that comes to mind when I think of this book or when anyone has reviewed this book is raw because that's just how it felt. I loved it. It's five stars. And if I wouldn't have had my top 10 decided last year when I read this, this probably would have been in my top 10 because I think it's just such a memorable story. And like Jess said, Kennedy did a great job at weaving in humor and light moments and how important therapy is and family dynamics and how just it was phenomenal it really was it was such like a poignant point poignant yes story poignant poignant god that was whiny and nasally maybe let's edit that out but no i absolutely loved it and i thought the most fascinating part to me was that They are a divorced couple who have built a life together, and even after divorcing, they were still able to run a business together and raise their kids together. I hope I'm never in that position ever, but I do not think I would be a strong enough person to watch my husband date another woman that I, you know, am the boss of at a restaurant. Like, I just truly don't think that I could do it. Yeah, I think they are the blueprint for being a a divorced parent. Like, I know I am a child of divorce. My husband is a child of divorce, and I think that if more parents acted like 
Josiah and Yasmin. Like, it, I don't know. It's just so commendable. Like, they are the blueprint. Like, that's how you want to act, right? It is, but I don't. Granted, it's hard as hell. I don't think it's common, though. Yeah. I don't think I don't think it is either. It is the blueprint. If you're going to get divorced, read this book and take, you know, some notes on how they acted. <laughs> but, like, I don't think it's common. I think it would be so incredibly hard. Like, they they built their, first of all, they're college sweethearts, and you can just tell how much they love each other, which I think is another thing that we need to commend Kennedy on, that she was able to let the readers know, like, how much this couple loved each other when we really didn't even get that many flashbacks. I think there was Mm -hmm. only two chapters dedicated to flashbacks. I know that there was a couple flashbacks weaved into the chapters, but they loved each other so, so much. And so to get divorced and live through all that tragedy and have a business and be raising two children... I just, I would not be able to do it. I just know I wouldn't be able to do it. I think you could do it. You're stronger than you think you are. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will be that voice for you. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I agree. I I don't know. I just love these characters so much. Like, I want to be a part of their family or work at their restaurant or however they will let me be a part of their lives. I would like to do that. Um, I just thought they were... I think, like, what we're talking about is, like, how they still were able to partner on a business and partner in raising their children. I think it really set for me, like, just that they were such a great team and together they were amazing. But unfortunately, they split up because they weren't in a good space individually. Um, And I think now that we see them... Like, Josiah is getting therapy, and he's learning to work through that, and Yasmin is, like, coping, and she's back to herself, and it's just kind of nice to see, like, they've always been there for each other, even when they were divorced, even when they thought that they weren't. Yeah, well, I do think that there was a time, though, when, like, they just handled it differently, which I think is really interesting, because even myself and Tim, we handle situations so differently, where I am more of Josiah, where I just want to, like, keep going. Like, I just want to, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to sit and sulk. Tim, like, doesn't want, or no, 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 it's the opposite. Tim doesn't want to talk about things. Like, he just wants to keep going and kind of just, like, ignore something that's bothering him, where I, myself, like, I want to talk it out. Like, I just want to talk and talk Mm -hmm. and talk and communicate. And so that was so relatable to, like, watch them because they just handled it in such different ways. And you could tell that they were both hurting over both of these losses so much, but they just didn't they weren't there for each other. They were just handling it in such different ways. Yeah. I think that they thought they were, though. You thought they like, were Like, Josiah what? thought... I think they thought they were being there for each other in the ways that they thought. Like, I think Josiah was like, I'm being there for Yasmin where I'm running this business yeah. and I'm putting a roof over our heads while she can't be there. And Yasmin thought she was... I don't know if she thought she was being there, but she thought it was better for her to just do like sulk and it not sulk i don't that sounds terrible but like be sad yeah. and like be by Go herself and like emotions. pull away like she thought that was better for her and better for their relationship so they just weren't on the same page but i think they were always for each other yeah 
I think that's where we'll probably disagree. I think that they both were focusing on themselves. Maybe more so Yasmin. I think Josiah truly did believe, like, I need to keep the roof over our head. I need to keep this business running. Like, this is what I need. So when Yasmin comes out of this, she still has all of this surrounding her. Where I think Yasmin, and she even kind of, like, admits, like, she withdrew. Like, she didn't want to do life mm-hmm. anymore. Like, she wasn't there for herself. She was barely there for her kids. You know, she she couldn't even find her love for Josiah. Like, she just was struggling to even stay afloat. So I think that her whole journey throughout this book is kind of like her acknowledging that and her forgiving herself for letting her fall into that depression, which rightfully so. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't be depressed after all that loss? But I think that's what makes her so strong is that she was able to like really self-reflect and see that she was going through all of that and she had to save herself before she could save her marriage, save her love, save... You know what I mean? Like, I think she really needed to put herself first. Yeah. No, I agree. I think we're saying the same things, but I'm not saying it as well. Like, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, like, I think she thought that, like, she couldn't be the person that her family needed to be. And, like, she assumed, like, with that was what's best if she just withdrew, right? So, like, I think at the end of the day, like, they're both trying to do what they thought was best or what they could or how they could navigate through that situation. Yeah, no, and I think that they did a good job of it. I think something that I really liked about this story, too, was the therapy aspect. So she really leaned into therapy. Like, she credits that for saving her life, where Josiah was, like, that typical, like, I don't need help. Like, no one's going to tell me what I need to do in my life to be happy. But then I thought it was such, like, a profound moment when he put his family ahead of him and was like, you know what, if this helps my son and he's going to go to therapy, then I'll do it too. I loved that. I thought that was such a turning point. But I also felt really bad for Yasmin because then she even said, so, like, our son's worth it, but saving our marriage wasn't worth it and so I thought that was Mm -hmm. like really hard for her yeah I feel like in the flashbacks for me like she said she said that like Josiah wouldn't go to therapy but I feel like they never really taught like we never got to see that actual conversation or like experience it I guess like she just and he said too like he just like therapy wasn't for him but I'd be curious to know like what conversations they had about going to therapy because it seemed in the flashbacks that it was just like okay they decided to get a divorce or Yasmin decided she wanted a divorce and then that was it like what you know what I mean I don't know if you felt the same yeah I felt a little bit differently like I definitely felt Because I think he said a few times, like, he just refused. Like, I think that in a couple of the flashbacks, or even when he went to therapy, he explained how, like, he just, he told her, I'm not going. Like, I'm not going. It's not going to help me. It might help you. It did help you. And that's great. But, like, he just refused to go. Like, he had enough Mm -hmm. to worry about. And I just don't think it's something that he, like, believed in. But I love by the end how he was literally, like, calling his therapist to, like, meet him in the mornings to talk about things. Like, it helped him so much. And I think that therapy helps so many people and there shouldn't be like a stigma around it you know no one should be embarrassed to talk to someone and get their feelings and emotions out there especially when this couple was going through something so devastating no I totally agree I guess what I'm saying is that for me and the and this is something that you know I struggle with when it comes to like reading books about marriage and, and divorce and stuff like that I guess I wanted more of the uh, a little bit more of the conversation of like okay but like what else 
did you try to do? Because it seems like what we got in the book is like she was in this dark depression and they weren't communicating, mm-hmm. right? But then it just seems like one day she's like just out of nowhere, he's shocked and she says, I want a divorce and he gives her a divorce. Like when did they talk about going to therapy? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? No, I guess there sure. was like a gap for me. And I know, I think that like you said, like as a reader, like that is one of the things like you like communication, especially within married mm-hmm. couples. So I could definitely see where you're kind of like struggling to to connect that ga- bridge the gap between like her asking for it and and then a divorce. Yeah. But I I did get like part of this story is such an important part was them learning how to communicate mm-hmm. with each other. So I see that now. Um but yeah, I think a di- like just one smaller like flashback yeah. about that would have been good for me. <laughs> yeah. I think so switching gears a little bit to different characters. Deja, their daughter, I wanted to whip mm. her across the face so many times. And I get she was struggling. Like, I get she was at such, like, a formative age and her parents are going through this divorce and she was old enough to understand what was happening. But I just felt so bad for Yasmin. I felt so bad that Yasmin had to see Deja be kind to her dad and her dad's girlfriend and and form these special bonds with everyone but her. Like, it just broke my heart for her. Yeah. I I feel like I really felt for Deja and resonated with her after we got the full story. But I agree there were times where I was just like, dang, like, is she just, like, being a teenager? Like, something had to have happened. And we do find out that, like, she heard Yasmin say all these things to Josiah where she didn't love him. She couldn't love him. She wanted a divorce. And so Yasmin blamed her mom for everything that happened, Mm -hmm. which if I was a 10-year-old kid, like, I would do the same thing, right? So I think it was... I think it was just like goes back to that communication piece and and just knowing that this family, Yasmin specifically, was like so just distraught after the loss of their child that they didn't even really have like a conversation with their kids or like they didn't like none of that was talked about in the book. Like, you know what I mean? So they just told the kids that, you know, just like it's a mutual thing and they were like protecting um protecting Yasmin because this was truly what she wanted so I don't know it was just interesting for all of that to come to light I think for sure and I did feel for Deja I I did want to whip her across the head a couple times but (laughs) I think that I'll feel that way about my kids when they hit their teen years too but I think that I just I wish there would have been like you said more communication I wish Josiah would have maybe taken Deja aside and kind of tried to explain a little better like where Yasmin was coming from and I think he did try at points I mean I don't know I don't have a 13 year old daughter so like or I don't right like I don't know how I would maybe relay that message to her but it just I think that goes back to this whole story and everyone was hurting and it was just so heartbreaking but I did like all of their journeys like at the end when it finally came out and they started to get along again I just I don't know yeah it was very sad. Yeah. But there were funny moments, too. There were a lot of, like, funny moments. Yeah, there were a lot of funny moments. I think Hendrix and Soledad, so, I think, yes. is her name. Yeah. Um, They really brought um, some humor and just, like, Relief. the girls' nights. And, and that aspect was really fun. Um, And I think Jasmine and Yosiah, too. Yosiah. Yosiah. <laughs> Jasmine. Yes, did I call her Jasmine? I think so. I 
I guys, I'm clearly not doing well. My thoughts are all over the place. I don't know even what I'm saying at this point in my life. I'm sure you can tell. You're probably like, Jess is so dumb. Did she even read this book? I did. Rosemary, and get I really it enjoyed it. <laughs> Lately, the past couple weeks, I've just been like fully stroking. Yeah. So I should probably drink more water or something. Literally, I, I'm so dehydrated. It's just like affecting my brain, to be honest. But I'm so tired today, too. Anyways, back up, back to the book. Yeah, back to the book. <laughs> I think that Hendrix and Soledad, or so, they called her Soul, too, I think. But they were yeah. the friends that she needed all along. You would almost think they've been friends since childhood. So I thought it was interesting that they've recently met. Like, they haven't even been friends forever. Yeah, I was confused at that at first, actually, because it, they seemed so close. Like, yeah. in the encounters that they had first, like, when they were at their girls' night. And then they were, like, asking her questions. And I was like, why don't you guys know this already? <laughs> like, you've been friends forever. So I was a little confused by that. Um, yeah, they, they, they all recently just met. So that was a shock. That was shocking. I also really liked the setting. Like, I loved how they had, like, those community days and the restaurant. Like, I could picture this. I want to live in Skyland or Skyland, or however you pronounce it. Like Skyland! I, yeah, I want to buy a house there and I want to be on the board and help Yasmin plan these community, community days because they sounded like so much fun. I think that's perfect. And I think that's exactly what i was saying in the beginning of how i wanted them to like have me however they would so i would be on the board with you okay perfect well speaking of the community days how about when she and uh mark got together how'd you feel about that little mashup honestly it felt weird to me (laughs) (laughs) and i kind of felt bad for mark because he seemed like no I don't know. He seemed like he genuinely liked her and she just kind of seemed like she was just like trying to get over Josiah, which she was up front with him about it. But I did feel bad for him. So maybe we'll see more of him in the next book. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. So if you guys didn't know, this is the first book in a series. I don't know. I'm assuming maybe three books for both the friends, Hendrix and uh, Soledad, maybe. I'm not sure. I just, I know if you look on Goodreads, it literally says that this is like book number one. So I can only assume that there's going to be more than one book. Um, I'm trying to look at that now, but I can't find anything. Oh. Well, I liked the Mark and Yasmin mashup because I like seeing Josiah's like jealous side. Like, I think if it wasn't for that relationship, they maybe would have stayed apart even longer. Like, I think them both dating other people pushed them back together because they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we don't we don't want whoa, this. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yes, let's put it out here. <laughs> but I was not yeah. as big of a fan as Vashti and Josiah. I hated it. I was so angry the whole time. I'm like, Josiah, you traitor. Like, why are you doing this? <laughs> okay, I will say, yeah, I, I had an issue with Josiah at first, but then I grew to love him. And it was because of Vashti that I had that issue because he literally just, like, brings her to Yasmin's house yeah. to, like, eat dinner with the kids. And, like, I, I know they said, like, they wouldn't talk about it as, like, moving on 
um, romantically with someone, but I think still like you have to have respect for your your partner or your ex partner in that aspect, and like not bring them into their home for dinner with your kids without even saying yeah. you're dating. I'm so glad that you said that because I think I actually blocked that out because I had the same exact problem. I'm like, okay, so Josiah is clearly an asshole. Like at first, yeah. with, I, that was I still to this day think that was wrong. Like even after finishing the book, like for him to bring his girlfriend into her home where she lives in the house that they built together without talk like for her to walk in and see them just playing monopoly as a family yeah imagine how hard that was i thought that was so wrong i do not think he handled that in in a good way at all agree and then he was like we said we didn't need to talk about like you don't like maybe you don't if you start dating someone but i think like if you're gonna bring it bring her into your house for like a game night yeah it's like maybe just like give her a heads up and it's also someone that your wife, you know, that's your wife's employee. You know what I mean? Like, she works for you guys. Like, I think that was kind of just, like, a hard situation. I just, I really couldn't imagine. Like I said, I just, like, could not imagine being in that that environment. Like, going to work and seeing my ex-husband, who I'm still madly in love with, moving on. I just, I would not want that in front of my face. I guess I also was, like, a little bit confused as, as to what Yasmin's part in the restaurant was. Because, like, I feel like Josiah kept saying, like, we make joint decisions, we make these joint decisions, but it seemed like he was really the one who was running everything, and then she would just, like, do events. Yeah, I think she, I think he mentioned um, a few times that she was kind of the visionary behind the idea. So, Mm -hmm. like, she really kind of put her, like, thoughts and ideas, like, brought her thoughts and ideas to life maybe a little bit. I don't know. That's kind of what I thought. Like, I don't know if she was at the restaurant every day. She certainly wasn't cooking because we know that she was not a good cook. But I kind of envisioned her as just kind of making, like, I don't know, like having ideas and then he executes them on them is kind of what I thought. Okay. I don't know if that's that's right. (laughs) That's kind of what I thought. Yeah. I mean, that's like all they really gave us. Yeah. yeah, I could see that for sure. Um, I will. What did you think about um, the steam in this book? I... I liked it. I liked the steam. Why are you saying it like that? Because I think it's different than a steam. Okay. So I knew it was steamy going into it because everyone said the steam was like off the charts. But then I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like the steam because it's this divorce couple that is going through such a traumatic event. Like, I just don't know if it's going to be like, I'm going to read it and think this feels really out of place because the book was so heavy. But I thought it was so well done. Like, I thought it was like very passionate. Like, it wasn't just like a random hookup. Like, it was something that you could tell they both genuinely like wanted and needed and that they were passionate about. And it was hot. Like, there was a lot of steam. Hot, hot. It was hot, hot, yeah. hot. I think I noticed that, too, in the other Kennedy Ryan book I read, that she really knows how to write steam. Um, and I think this book definitely didn't disappoint there. I think it was spread out enough, but also frequent enough that it, like, added to the story. Like you said, like, you could feel, like, the passion and, mm-hmm. like, their need for each other. Right. And it really wasn't... It really added to the story and their relationship and and all of that. I think 
Josiah and Yasmin were both kidding themselves if they thought they could just have sex once and move on. Yeah, they weren't <laughs> fooling us. We knew the truth there. That was so, so... And then for them both to be like, when it gets to be too much, we just end it. I'm like, you guys are dumb. Like, you need to go back to your yeah. therapist. Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. I definitely think there was... Over, like I said, overall, I love this book, but I definitely think there were some instances where I just got so frustrated with them where I'm, like, screaming, like... Just fucking tell her. Just tell him. You love him. Like, whatever. So that was frustrating. Um, continuing on with the steam, there's one steamy scene in the book where I was like, you guys should actually be in jail for this. But they have sex at a fucking school. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, what? I thought it was kind of hot, actually. <laughs> like, I a was like, taboo. Um, I was like, I don't know. I was into it. Yeah, it came out of left field for me, and I'm like, your kids are, like, literally down the hall with all of their friends and teachers. What I thought was even a little more out there was when he was basically fingering her in the auditorium with, like, several hundred people sitting around them. Yeah. I thought that was a little more out there than them just, like, sneaking off to a room. Like, I was like, oh, you guys are I mean, yeah, the that can t- that's, that is included in the illegalities that I was talking about. I think you are not allowed to do that anywhere in public, especially in, in elementary school or middle school, whatever yeah, the fuck it was. Don't do it. Don't recommend. Um, also, what was kind of taboo is where... Uh, fucking Deja's having her birthday party and all her friends are there and they're just like borderline fucking in the kitchen. Okay, I was stressed reading that. I was like, Deja's (laughs) gonna walk in. Like, they are not thinking straight. Like, this sex is clouding their judgment because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, he's gonna eat her out on the freaking kitchen island and Deja's gonna walk in here. She'll be in therapy next. Like, honest to God. I was so, I couldn't even like enjoy what Kennedy wrote because I was so stressed that Deja was gonna find them. Yeah, that was, that was, uh, some of, I think the steam was good, but some of them were just really like, what are you guys doing? Like, yeah. you are trying, and then like, when Deja actually caught them when they were having sex, <laughs> like, they heard them come in. Why are you getting dressed? Fucking slam the door and lock it. For, like, what are you waiting for? I think they subconsciously were just like, you know what? Let the kids find out. It's fine. They're like panicky, ru- panicking, rushing to get dressed, but the door's wide yeah, open. Hide them in that yeah, locking been fucking closet. Wrapped in a sheet. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking get out of the sheet. (laughs) I guess, though, the last thing that I really wanted to say about the steam or just what I thought was so sweet is I loved how many times that they both said that he just liked to kiss her. Like, I just thought that was so, so sweet where he was like, sometimes I'll just like pull her into the pantry and literally just like make out with her because I just love the act of kissing her. And I think that's just romantic. Like, I... I thought that was really sweet. I totally missed that part. Okay, great. <laughs> but you did not miss the sex in the in the school or the kitchen island. I sure didn't. That's probably why I missed that part, because I was focused on what the hell That's is happening. Just the romance girly in me. Yeah. I, I think they had a really, like, I think you could tell, like, they were very passionate about each other. And, like, they loved each other and they showed that through sex and touch and kissing and all of that good stuff (laughs) i agree they're they're um what is it love language language? yeah is definitely physical touch and acts of sexual service for sure (laughs) uh during birthday parties and in public (laughs) no so so true um i don't i don't know what else really i 
what else? Let me look at my... Yeah. Oh, you know what? So I actually wrote this down. I We just chatted about this. You'll hear next week. But some things Jess and I do uh, when we are reading a book is we'll jot notes down while we're reading just to help us when we do write a review. And I wrote this down. And then another one of my friends asked how I was liking it. And I said that it's actually, it felt slow to me. Like the story was slow. But I think that it was intentional. Mm -hmm. Like it never felt like it dragged. I just thought that it was a very intentional, slow build in a very like realistic portrayal, like from their day to day life. Um, which I thought was really well done because sometimes books like that can drag where you're like, okay, let's just get to it. Like, let's get to the meat of this story. But I think everything she wrote was so, so intentional and I didn't skim any of it. Like, I wanted to read every word because I felt that it was that important. Yeah. No, I agree. I think this book is super bingeable and, like, you want to see what happens next and maybe that is because it is, like, a slow build. Mm -hmm. Like, it keeps you hooked. Like, you want to keep reading. Um, But, yeah, I couldn't put this book down. Um, And overall, I agree. I don't think it dragged. Like, I I wanted... I think she has a way with words. There was definitely times where I was like, what the fuck does that word mean? Um, And I had to dictionary it. Because she, like, I don't know. The writing was beautiful. and And like you said, I think everything that she chose to say was very intentional. So... No, I agree. And the another thing I wrote down was the cover is stunning. Like, the oh, yeah. cover is so beautiful. The woman on the cover is beautiful. The colors of it are beautiful. I don't even have it tucked away in my bookshelf. I actually have it, like, displayed so you can see the cover because I just think it's one of the prettiest covers I've ever seen on a book. I agree. I love it. I think it's stunning. I'm looking at it now. Mine's upstairs. <laughs> I, I, I think... Um, I don't know what I'm going to say next. I don't have anything to say. Yeah, I think overall, this was a great pick from us. So you can thank us um, in our DM. <laughs> no, Slide I, into our DMs. I knew that we would both love this because of the reviews I read on Bookstill. Like, there was no... I was almost nervous to read it. I think I've said this a couple times. I get really scared to read books I know I'm going to love or, like, really hyped books because... Right. I just, I don't, I get really scared. So sometimes I put them off. But that, this book, I'm so glad I was on vacation because I stayed up to read it way past my bedtime. I didn't want it to put it, I didn't want to put it down. I didn't want it to end. Um, and speaking of the ending, I love that he ended up proposing again. Yeah. That was sweet. Aww. So I actually did, uh, I wanted to bring up how this kind of, was we read it at the perfect time and it came out at the perfect time because they do talk about Thanksgiving and Christmas yeah. and New Year's Eve. So I think it was a very timely book. Um, that wasn't for even intentional. This time of year. I had no idea. Right. I, did you know that? Not for us. It might have been yeah. for Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Not intentional on our end, but that was so fun. And again, I think that was so important to see that they like put aside their differences to celebrate these holidays together. I mean, they have two children and we haven't really talked about their son, Kasim or Kasim, because they call him Seem. So I... I yeah, think it's I think it's Kasim. Kasim, but they are at such young ages and such formative years. So I just thought it was so incredibly I don't know. I don't know. It it was just so strong of them to be able to do that. Um one thing that we haven't talked about. We're like let's wrap this up. We haven't talked about 
Aunt Bird, Aunt Bird at all. Yeah. And I think one of the best things about this book is the food aspect. And Grits was started and I think Bird was the cook or Mm -hmm. they used her recipes. Um, And you get to kind of see this continuation of how Bird shows up in their lives and how they've kind of started to infuse them into their family because she was so loved by by Josiah and Yasmin and the kids and Milk Milk <laughs> and the rest of the Grit staff like and it was cool to see Yasmin kind of take the lead in kind of trying to infuse Bird into their lives and like feel close to her and yeah. and cope with loss that way so um, I love that and there's recipes in the back of the book if you missed it and I kind of want to try the lemoncello cake. I did miss it. Is the mac and cheese back there? Because I would try that mac my and book. cheese. Yeah, my book. I don't have my book but I don't think it is. I don't want to get up. My book is. It's like the there. lemoncello cake, the, the sweet potato pancakes. Mm. Couple I, other things. I'm glad I'm that sure. you brought that up, actually, too, because speaking of lo- love language, I think food is one of their love languages, especially birds yeah. cooking. And if you read the book, you know Yasmin is not a good cook. It's kind of like a running joke. Like, her kids don't even want to eat her food. And so when she was making those recipes, I felt like that was, like, really, like you said, her way of still kind of being close to Bird. And I thought that yeah. when Josiah learned that she had that recipe book at Thanksgiving, like, that was a big moment for them, too. Like, he was, like, I don't know. When he took a bite of the stuffing, and he was literally, <laughs> like, got... He was like, got chills because it was Bird's recipe that Yasmin made and she didn't tell anyone. And he was like stunned for a second. I know. He was too, the woman was too stunned to speak. I thought it was um, funny because her mom was like, I didn't make it. And Vashi was like, I didn't make it. You said mine was the best at the restaurant. And Yasmin's <laughs> sitting down there and she's like, I made it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. you did. <laughs> I thought that was so sweet. And then he was just like in awe. I think that's really when it was like, damn, I can't live without this girl. Um, <laughs> I did, and then I also she them. made the she made the cake for Day's birthday. And he was like, just say it's good. But then she <laughs> and did. And then it ended up being really good. I thought those little moments of Deja being, you know, that sweet little girl to her mom. Like, I loved those moments when she was like, I don't yeah. hate you, mom. Or, you know, thank you for everything. It just... It was so sweet. This was a hard read. I I actually only cried once, I think. And I can't even remember when, but I think I only teared up once. It wasn't even, like, me hysterically sobbing. I think I just got, like, tears in my eyes. Um, But I think this was a really hard read, and it was emotional. And there definitely are a lot of trigger warnings. If If that's important to you, definitely, you know, check those out. But I thought it was a beautiful story, and I thought it was really realistic. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, this is nothing that Jess and I have been through, so we can't relate in that way. But it felt really realistic, and like we both have said, just a really raw story of marriage and and the hardships that you face in life. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think I overall, this book, I think it kind of exceeded my expectations. I'm not going to lie. Like, I had high expectations going into it. Um, just because of the hype that it got on Bookstagram. And I think that's always challenging when a book gets so much hype. You are kind of nervous, like you talked about, M, or you have high expectations. Yeah. But I think this book definitely exceeded my expectations. So I really enjoyed it. For sure. It delivered on my expectations. And even when above, like I said, this is... 
I'll just, this is an honorable top 10 of 2022. I'm going to sneak it in there somehow. This will be my first review of 2023, though. So that's. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. It'll probably deal. be mine, too. Yeah. Um, But. I overall rated this five stars. Like I said, I had a couple of like frustrations and just like surrounding the communication, but I do think that that was intentionally done by Kennedy Ryan. Like I think you were supposed to feel that way. And if you didn't, you're better than me. (laughs) (laughs) I will also rate this five stars. And if you follow me on my bookstagram, I just did a rating guide. And so I'm sticking to it. There's nothing I would change about this story. I love the characters. I will definitely think about this book for a really long time. And I will recommend it to anyone and everyone who will listen to me. So five solid stars coming from me. Yeah. I agree. So I we don't know when, like we said, this will be a series. We don't know when the second book comes out. I tried to Google it on this podcast recording, couldn't find anything. So hopefully it's 2023 or 2024. Um, who's to say, though? Maybe it'll come out at the holidays again. Maybe it is intentional. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, the, maybe it is intentional. But um, what is our bookmarked going to be this Season, what am I saying? This episode, <laughs> guys, this I'm really season. unwell. I know, I was like, what is, I don't know what she's saying. Um, ah, uh, let's think. You pick. Um, okay, book. Oh, Mark, I have one. Oh, okay, fascinating because I didn't. Okay, what <laughs> is the name of the restaurant that Yasmin and Josiah own together? Mm. That's a good one, yeah. Thank you. Mm. So if you know the answer and you want to play bookmark with us, make sure to slide into our DMs over at Friends with Books Pod and we pick a winner every Wednesday. You'll win a coffee or a book or who knows, whatever we're feeling that week, you'll you'll win. So make sure to slide into our DMs with the answer. Yes, please do. Um, and a f- fun fact, if you are not following Emily and I on our bookstagram personal accounts, we're actually doing a pretty nice giveaway right now yes. um, in collaboration with one of the bookish merch, merch creators that we love, Threaded by Sabrina. So if you would like to win a Kindle or a $100 Amazon gift card in a bookish embroidered crew neck, head over to... Um, either of our Instagrams, and you can enter on our post there. But yeah, that'll be up one. until Sunday. it is a good one. I think yeah, Sunday the yeah. 8th. So, so you'll have some time to enter. Maybe you'll win a Kindle. I don't yeah. know. But I guess we can say we're friends with Before I Let Go. We're best friends. Would you say so? I would I say we're go. lovers. Yeah, we're sleeping. We're part of the family. Actually, <laughs> before I let go. <laughs> if you like this episode and want to continue reading along with us, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Friends with Books Pod, where we will announce all of our upcoming buddy reads. And we actually just announced all of our reads in January. So, or all of our reads, all of our episodes coming in January. So, yes. really excited for them. Yeah. And if you don't have Instagram next week we will be talking about booksta tips and tricks if you're wanting to get started on the platform very highly requested episode so it is pretty long so clear your schedule it's about it's over probably an hour and a half (laughs) yeah it's close to two hours we had a lot to say and then our next buddy read is going to be all the dangerous things by stacy willingham which is a thriller so a little bit of a change of pace Mm -hmm. but that'll be later this month so again if you don't have instagram 
That's what's in store. And the last episode of the month is going to be with Tessa Bailey. And you definitely don't want to miss that one because Jess does a really good job. <laughs> Shut up. It's better than I did in this episode. Let me let me just tell you, I apologize if you're like, what does Jess say? What is Jess saying? I feel that. I felt that this episode. What was I even I saying? I thought you did a so, great job. I knew what you were saying. Yeah. Look at the dark circles under my eyes. Am I okay? <laughs> Drink some just water. Just go to the doctor. <laughs> Literally. Oh, my God. No, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, Tessa Bailey is coming on the episode. Or I'm just done. Yeah, so in the meantime, <laughs> Jess is going to go hydrate. We're wrapping this up. In the meantime, if you like these episodes and you want to keep listening, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast on any platform that you listen and give us a rating if you're liking it. Um, we love to read them and we love to see the ratings go up. It just it means a lot to us. We do this for you guys and mainly for us because we have so much fun. So... <laughs> Yeah, that's about it. Bye! Oh my god. See you later!